Welcome to another edition, another visit with Summit Point. This is a special series of the Richard Pyatt Show, and glad to have you with us. Today, we're talking about the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Calhoun County, and Scott Tishmer is with us. He's a suicide prevention facilitator as part of this program. Scott, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. So talk about, for a moment, if you would, the intent of the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Calhoun County. So the, the intent of is kind of goes in the name, suicide prevention. So preventing suicide, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Um, and really, if we talked about ultimate, you know, what, what we're going to continue to work towards is zero deaths by suicide, zero suicide. And there's a national and global initiative for zero suicide, although it's safe to say we have a long, long way to go on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the idea of the coalition is, is really that it takes a community to prevent suicide it's not something that's going to be left up just to behavioral health. Um, it's really something that uh, reaches all areas of Calhoun County, all demographics. And therefore, we really need a multidisciplinary, um, multifaceted approach. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, of course, one suicide is one too many. But does Calhoun County have what's considered an average suicide rate? So Calhoun County, and this is one of the reasons why we as a county are specifically focusing on suicide prevention is because the, the rates are elevated. Um, so if we were to look at the national rate um, and compare our state, the Michigan rate, Michigan's been slightly higher than the national rates. And then if we look at Calhoun County, they have been even higher. So it's it's really an important area specifically in Calhoun County. But I should also mention Suicide is a is a global issue. It's it's a global problem. Um, again, it kind of reaches all areas, all communities, all demographics. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a, an area we need to focus on here. Well, uh, based on that description, I think we understand then that uh, the importance of this issue in Calhoun County is is amplified uh, because of those uh, stats. So, how does the coalition work to try and reduce those? So, we just recently put together a st- strategic plan. Um, really with four broad areas of focus of, of how we're going to move forward. What's really going to drive all of the work of the coalition? We the, the first goal is really for it to be community-driven and data-informed. So the idea that um, it's it's not just these this like panel of experts who are going to solve a problem. It's driven by the community, um, but we do need data. So now we get some demographic data. So we, we know like who in Calhoun County is dying by suicide as far as age, but we don't have a whole lot of other demographic information to really know, okay, we need to focus on this, this specific area. Um, right now, we pretty much get age and, and sex. One of the things we're going to work towards is, is collaborating and getting more timely data and accurate data so that we can really know where to focus, where to really provide supports even after a death has occurred by suicide, because we, we use the term in suicide prevention called postvention um, with the concept that if a suicide does occur, uh, it's really important to provide supports um, and outreach, which in itself, so that postvention is prevention as well. I'm curious about how you react. I mean, what, what's the protocol when you've encountered, uh, for lack of a better term, I suppose, a lead, someone whom you may be able to help in your suicide prevention efforts, uh, what kicks into gear? How do you respond to that? Right now, um, you know, there are some of the natural community responses. So what organizations, um, connections with the community that that person have? And there's kind of the natural outreach um, to help facilitate grief, to help provide support. That's really some of the main structures that we have right now. 
Um, another area of our strategic plan is really to provide support specifically to um, attempt survivors, loss survivors, so which kind of you're speaking about now, so after a death, and then those to support those who have struggled with thoughts of suicide. So in, in that outreach and support for loss survivors, what we're going to work on developing is a support group that will be a peer support group, kind of a grief bereavement group, but just support for those and by those that have experienced suicide loss. Um, so that's going to be one of the avenues. And then we are also working on developing what's called a loss, um, and that's an acronym, L-O-S-S team which stands for Local Outreach to Survivors of Suicide, which is a team of volunteers of individuals who have experienced a loss due to suicide that ap after there's a death in the community, they can reach out, provide supports, can help get the get those family members connected in the support group, um, help share information. Because right now, without that um, initiative, we know that the average time it takes for a loss survivor to get into get support um, on average is four years. Whereas these lost teams can really help move that quicker so that people are, are getting help, getting support with that grief. Because I mentioned those natural community responses that help facilitate grief. Uh, but very often, if it's a death by suicide, that kind of often can lead to complicated grief where, you know, really additional support and even some some counseling is, is really important. Sure. A person is left feeling that uh, they should have recognized the signs. They should have done more. That All of those things, I presume, is, are wrapped up in that. Yes. It didn't come to mind, in, in my mind anyway, that there has to be some kind of uh, associated support around uh, the postvention, as you say. Now, in terms of uh, trying to prevent suicide from happening, I think what, what a lot of us know are what we see dramatized, right, uh, in movies and television and that sort of thing, and in that it's a way to try and persuade someone to see things differently, that this is not the option to choose. Is that valid? Is that part of the acumen? The really strong point um, where that is valid is helping people find hope, right? So typically, uh, we, know, we know there are there are always multiple factors that are involved that lead can lead to suicidal thoughts, um, can lead to a, to a suicide attempt or, or a death. Um, so, and and hopelessness is a, usually a very common theme in there. Um, pain, pain is another very common theme. So there there are different theories um, of suicide and approaches and ways of looking at, it, but those are some some of the big components. So anything we can do that might reduce pain, reduce hopelessness. Um, help people feel connected, uh, that sense, sense of belonging, sense of purpose, any of those things um, would kind of fit into what, what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and folks who work in this area are trained to help facilitate this uh, restoration of hope. Is that a fair way to put it? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I mentioned kind of the community-driven data-informed goal um, and then that support goal, so uh, increasing supports for those impacted by suicide, um, whether due to um, thoughts, attempts, or loss. Um, and education is another big areas of focus. So can, we're doing community-wide trainings, and then we're also going to be doing training specifically for uh, behavioral health professionals. So kind of uh, different layers um, of expertise. But really, if you think about um, CPR, the, the idea that yeah. cur currently outside of, if we're not talking about in a medical facility yet, um, if you were to ask where's the safest place to have a cardiac crisis, it would be in Seattle, Washington, because per capita, that's where the highest number of people trained are. And their, their percentages of bystander intervention are, are far above many other areas, which leads to people surviving 
a heart attack, people surviving cardiac crisis. So what we are really going to be pushing community-wide is a training called QPR with that same concept of bystander intervention. And QPR stands for question, persuade, refer. We actually just did our first community training. We had roughly 20 people in that and went really well. So that QPR training is going to be one of the core things that we're going to be pushing to the community. And then again, continue to enhance the knowledge and expertise of our behavioral health professionals in the county as well. That's important because um, someone uh, who is trying to help another who might be suicidal doesn't have time to call up somebody and try to get a professional opinion on what to do. They need to be able to react. Yeah. So and that, that training, one of the things it starts with is just giving a general overview, an understanding of suicide, um, the nature of suicide, and then knowing the warning signs and then teaching that person how to reach out, how to support that person, how to ask them directly, are you thinking of suicide? Mm -hmm. And then being that supportive person, helping them find hope and getting them connected to professional resources. And thankfully in Calhoun County, we, we have um, one of the few, you know, psychiatric urgent cares. Um, we have a 24 seven crisis line. So um, just getting people connected is, is what's going to save lives, but it takes people to identify and to actively intervene to kind of do that. Right. Another, just in one more thing on that, even when warning signs are noticed, um, studies have found that even in, in marriages where one partner is making explicit statements about suicide, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, the most common reaction typically is silence. So it's, avo it's avoidance. You know, we have the, a natural fear response where we don't know what to do. And instead of reaching out to help that person, our, our most common response is avoidance, is, mm -hmm. is to not do anything. So that's really what QPR is really meant to help people get over that barrier of avoidance, that barrier where we're seeing red flags, but we back off to instead of then, once we see those red flags, we're immediately stepping in. This is uh, the QPR and the coalition and so on is all, is working in tandem with Summit Point, the deliverer of services. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned first step, uh, that's on 175 College Street in Battle Creek. Um, that Summit Point crisis line is 1-800-632-5449. For those listening, um, those I think are going to be are instrumental in you know as far as what the work the coalition is doing, um, and you know just just a comment even on those supports, it's it's hard to reach out for help. I can tell you this from firsthand knowledge. I'm a suicide attempt survivor. I don't think I disclose that. So um, I've I, I work in behavioral health, but I've been through you know I I still see a counselor and I've I've attempted suicide. I know what it's like to to be in that place to have those thoughts. Um, to feel that there's no hope. Um, I also know what have the experience of what it feels like to regain hope, right? And I know, and I believe that that's possible for for everybody out there. Um, there's there's nobody out there that's destined to die by suicide, and I think that's really the mentality that we need to take. Um, and with that said, it is really hard to reach out for help. So, as far as that crisis line, as far as that urgent care, if anyone's struggling, find find someone to help you make that call. Or if you're worried about somebody, don't just give them a number. Help make that call with them, right? Mm -hmm. Go there with them um, because individuals that are at that point of hopelessness are probably going to need a lot of active support because that, that reaching out just might not happen on its own. For those who are listening in Calhoun County, say that number again, if you would. Yes, it is 1-800-632-5449.
And that is the Summit Point Crisis Line. The Crisis Line, as well as the Psychiatric Urgent Care, are available for anyone, regardless of age, regardless of insurance. All right. Well, Scott, we appreciate uh, the perspective and uh, the the personal uh, recounting of what you've been through as well, just to underscore the good work that's being done. And, And you, I think, are... Among, I think, just about everybody I've talked to in this series from Summit Point who's ha- has been affected somehow personally and turned that into this passion to uh, to help others. So thank you for that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's exactly what it is in my mind. You know, turning pain into purpose is, is kind of the mission. And our series continues with Summit Point here on The Richard Pyatt Show. Thanks for joining us.